Okay, we have no sound, Bob. What's going on? Why don't we have sound? Okay, and we have the wrong tune. All right, wait a second. We gotta try this again, folks. I was trying to impress you by starting with music. This is not happening. Very tech this savvy, is, as you can tell. This is not, there is no sound on my computer all of a sudden. Could be the 5,000 icons on your That is an a cappella version of our first hit from 1967 that we recorded last May. And this is this is Bob Council. Hello. And um, Vicky I'm, Abels. Thank you. Uh, that, Vicky yes, Abelson, yeah. it, it is. And this is Game Changers. And and Bob. Oh, see now I got to turn the sound down. See, this is why I didn't want to do it because I knew that would but happen. We are so teched up. We are. We are so. We are fucked up, teched up. But um. <laughs> but now we're rolling, and I hate so when I see myself looking down at the computer. Except now I'm just making sure that we're on the air. Okay. Um. I'm very excited that Bob Castle is here. I'm, Thank, you, I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so it. happy that you're here, and I, and I made reference to it in the little promo. But when Bob did the living room and did Women Who Write, it was I think in 2014. Wow, that's amazing. Right. It was a while yeah, ago. A while and ago. um. And Jim uh James uh, Morrison opened for you. And um, and and Ed, Ed Asner, Asner. Ed Asner. <laughs> the, show. the big get that day <laughs> big, was Ed. The big get. Yeah. You you were you were pretty damn big get. And I have to say, you've done that was the sweetest set for those of you who haven't seen it. It's on my Facebook page. I I I, I put the link up today. It lives. <laughs> that video. There is barely a day that goes by that I don't get a comment on that from four years ago. How many times a week do I say? It's amazing. I love it. People it's are great. constantly finding it. And my, my favorite moment of women who write of all time, Bob started to sing the rain, the park and other things. And what happened, Bob? Oh, well, the group joined in unexpectedly. 50, I mean, 50 60 yeah, I mean, women. That's not know, what you think is, is going to happen. Just started singing the chorus with him. And he just It stops. made me pause. <laughs> It did. <laughs> he just stopped in the middle of the song and made the greatest face ever. Very and then we sang the rest of the song with you. And it was pretty fabulous. It was fun. It was really fabulous. But Bob took us through pretty much the music of the cow sills and how each song kind of happened. Stories, yes. Excellent stories. Story. So we're going to get into a bunch of that. Yeah. So tell us about this acapella thing. What, what was that about? The acapella thing happened in May when uh, I got an email from my sister Susan. And she said that uh, a woman, yeah, uh, Wish Nails, her name is, N-A-I-L-S, Wish, from Dockside wait, Studios. Wait, what's her name? Wish, as in Make-A-Wish. Really? Nails, Hammer and Nails, what's her name? Okay, I like uh, it though. I do. Wish Nails okay. had a dream. Yes. And she woke up and told her husband, I had a dream that the cow sills, either the cow sills or the Beach Boys could probably win a Grammy doing an acapella pop song. It's Stop it. No, I'm serious. So Susan, emails us about this dream. Guys, me and Paul. Yeah. Guys, it, this is a really weird thing, but um, had this dream and we, she called it, we should go down to acoustic versions of our hits. And I'm going, an acoustic version? Well, that sounds like a guitar and three voices. So right. That doesn't excite me. Yeah. Well, it ended up, they meant acapella. 
which is a whole different word. But anyway, so on faith. It's actually two words, which it acapella, took me a while. Yeah, it acapella is, is spelled a little differently uh, than we'd think. Ah, uh, and capella. I'm sure it's Latin for something. <laughs> Derivative, anyway. Anyway, so we go down there not knowing exactly what, what we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, and we go into the studio. Even when we walk By the way, the somebody thing. is screaming, more fox and hounds, and I have to agree. Screaming, All more right. fox and hounds, more fox and hounds, more fox and hounds. Yeah. Well, Actually, the club's still there. Have yeah, a party. But, but we want you I there. We want asking. you there in it. Okay. Hi, Rick. Oh, and I didn't do my Let's do the acapella stuff first, and then I'll do my thing. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> funny looking to me. But anyway. <laughs> yes, it is. So, acapella. so we walk into the studio at Dockside, and we start to work. Yeah. And it just... I don't know, became an artistic experience that we thought we were probably too old to ever have again in terms of its its newness and its uncharted territory and all that goes along with it. So we got into this glee meets perfect pitch mental uh, thing and got to work. And, and did, we, it, did it, was it, was it exciting for you? Very again? exciting because once we started, you get into the, I mean, in, when you're doing it, yeah. you're very excited doing it and you're not really paying attention. You're in the, we sang for three days straight, six days total. Wow. But we just got in and sang and sang and sang and we were loose in the candy field. And so <laughs> it was real easy to do once we got into it. Yeah. And because when you record, yeah. you're vo and we're a big vocal group. If you're a big vocal group, you spent your career mixing vocals with horns and strings, which all sit in the same range. Right, right, right. So you're in a studio, with none of that restriction. So nothing's getting into the way of your vocals. Wow. And so we really went crazy. And so how did you assign, how did, who knew how to sing what part, like, cause you have to rethink the song, well, don't you? Well, yeah, but we put the, the vocals, well, kind of backed into this, but because we knew some backgrounds that were from the record we were gonna use. Okay. So we started with that, uh -huh. put a lead vocal on, and then there's this, just all this empty space in around it. And you, you just start creating background parts because it's what you do. And, so you were just like on the spot. Out? Yeah, we would just on the spot say, "Let's do this," and we do it in three harmonies, double it, triple it, or whatever we're gonna do. We just went nuts with the voices because you could. There's no one stopping you. So that Rain the Park probably has. Uh, I think it has 68 vocal tracks. I, I, I want to play a little taste. Of, okay, so Pretty Baby is. is poor baby. Poor, I'm, I'm sorry. Poor mm -hmm. baby is one of my favorite songs of yours that you got. That was. I don't know. Do you remember that song, Christina? I mean, because this song... It was a West Coast I, 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 This song, I, I love this song so much that I said the name wrong. Yeah, I want you to... That's John right there. Because if we stop, if I don't stop, I'm going to listen to the whole song. I I love that version of this song. I Thank love you. it, love it, love it. I love the song, and it's a fabulous version. All right, so I'm now I have to just play a minute of We Can Fly because that's the only one I haven't played yet that I have. So voice trumpets. So let's. <laughs> Look at all the love you're getting. See how the fluffy clouds move by us. See how the clouds move by us. It's amazing. It's 
your voice is so distinctive and so impossible to not know immediately. Well, luckily, because of all those fox and hound nights and pub <laughs> nights, it's just a muscle, so it kept me in shape. It really did. It kept me in shape through decades. So, but For those of you who don't know about fox and hounds, so there's a little club in Studio City, and the first time that I met you, um, I've known Bob all of my life. I've known Bob for 50 years, but Bob did not know me because oh. Bob was on <laughs> Bob was on my wall. Well, the councils were completely surrounding me when I was a girl, and we'll we'll get into that. But uh, that's her way of saying the younger brothers were well, on the wall. Well, I have no. I have, all of you were on my wall, but I, I was a Barry. B Barry was Barry was my peer. Barry was Barry the was same great. age as me, and we're happy like, we had him. And 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 Barry was. Pretty damn cute he was right there. Yep. So anyway, so the foxes, so, so okay, so Louise Palanker, our mutual friend, mm -hmm. made an unbelievable documentary on the Cowsills. If you haven't seen it, Family Band, the cat. wait, the Cowsills, wait. Family Band, yeah. Family Band. Story of the Cowsills. The Story of the Cowsills. And so. There's it, only one out there, one and, documentary. And it's fantastic, and Louise did an exceptional job. And so I've known Louise for, for a number of years, and as soon as I met her, she was working on the film. And when she told me she knew you guys and was working on this film, I think I started to cry. <laughs> I believe that was my reaction, was I just started to cry. So, so anyway, so I went to the Fox and Hounds, and the night that I was there, it just so happened. Oh, that's right, family night, I think. John was on the drums. Yeah, was Susan, Susan was there. Susan yeah, I think was everyone there. was in no town. Paul. No Paul. Okay. No Paul. But the rest of you, well, and I got to see the three. Of that them. is especially because that doesn't didn't happen often. You know. That was an unbelievable show. Yeah. That was amazing. But but you played there. You had a tenure, correct? Well, yeah, that was a cover band I had. Um, and we just an unbelievable Beatles. band, though. Well, we did them like the records. You know, they were very good. Yeah, I agree. And that was once a month at Fox and Hounds. We and then you also did a, a solo acoustic. Well, the Pickwick Pub, that was 28 years of every Friday, Saturday, and Thursday. Wow. Five and nights a week for 10 of the years oh in my other places. God. I pubbed my life for decades. And now you don't have to do that anymore. No, I don't. But it's, sa it's sad to, to us, the fans. Well, I didn't mean to stop. I mean, I I left, the year I left, I... I couldn't, I had to take a couple of months off because I have a hand situation that oh. I still haven't taken care of. But, and what would happen is by the third set of the pub or the fourth set, the hand would spaz and it's Dupuytron's contracture. But I didn't know about that. But when I stopped, mm -hmm. um, the Happy Together tour arrived and I went from singing 55 songs a night at the pub of four hours to singing five songs a night with five other groups from the 60s. And at my age and at this point in my career, this was a an amazing arrival, the Happy Together tour. So and also playing like really lovely venues. Oh, playing great on a big major tour every summer. I mean, we've been on that tour every summer since the first summer. Of the, how how long has that been? Our fifth one is coming. So. All right, so I just want to give a shout out to Howard Kalen, who I love so much. Howard, I love you. Howard, you did more for everybody <laughs> in rock and roll. Thank you. No, it's true. That right. is so true. Yeah, the turtles belong in the Hall of Fame. Uh, they'll, probably, they'll probably turn them down if they invite them, though. But that's okay. That would be cool, too. Howard, Very rock and roll to turn down the Hall of Fame if Howard they invite Howard and Mark them. probably would do that. Oh, I would love they? it. Yeah, too late. All right? But, <laughs> anyway. but okay, so this summer, yes. so I saw with Howard, I saw you guys with Howard being fronting the turtles, which Howard is the front man for the turtles. 
Um, but Christina, you saw it this summer when it wasn't Howard, and it was Ron Dante. Was it? He filled in. Ron yeah, Dante filled in. So how how were the turtles with Ron Dante? Oh, it was fantastic. It's it was all fantastic. it's all about the songs. It's about and the that's song. the deal. I mean, that's why the tour is so big. Those people out there to watch seventy year olds sing, they're there because of these songs. <laughs> but, they're important to all of us. Okay, but I have to say, did you guys? No. Okay, so so Ron Dante and uh, Sugar Sugar that that opens yes. the the tour. The, the show. No, we no, opened you, this summer. Okay, so he sang last year you didn't open. No, last year we didn't open. Okay, but I have to say that when it, it was, it was the opening act was great. You saw when Ron was open. I saw when Ron yes. opened, and then you guys came on. And I just want to say of the show that there, that certain bands sound exactly the same as they did then, if not True. better, and you are one of them. And it was such a joy, and 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 the turtles are another one who sound as good as they ever sounded, oh, no, and and it's... oh my God, um, oh, Chuck I'm... Negron is who you're talking about, Chuck right? Ne yeah, Chuck... I knew who she meant. Chuck Negron, I just have to put my hand because he's the oh my God guy. No, you are, you guys were no, just as oh my God. He's done Chuck, Chuck Negron, I don't know what he cut, because I saw him and he's he's got oxygen going you bet on. He does. He's got oxygen going on, and yet he can still hit all those notes. Twenty four seven, he's on oxygen, and what, what is that? I don't. That's his, his look. He had a very bad car accident that oh. took out a lung. I mean, this guy oh. has been compromised for years. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, so okay. he carries the oxygen with him. And it's uh -huh. nice now because you make the oxygen, and you don't carry it anymore. But but this is what, and then for twenty minutes or fifteen minutes at night, we watch him. <laughs> I mean, look, this guy has to rest on the bus when he just moves from the kitchen to the front lounge, you know. And then he gets on stage and he is one. Oh my God. He yeah. is oh. just, we bow to him. We say, you know what? You're you and we're all us. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know how he, you do it. It's, cr it's crazy, it's that, he's, it's oh, crazy it's a, that he's doing that. Such a great but, but that whole thing, yeah. you guys, the turtles, Chuck McGraw, I mean, all of that stuff, if you close your eyes, you're there. That's I mean, it is. Yeah, that's it why is I just there, yeah. and and it's it's an amazing thing. It's so, amazing. Christina, so did you have a great time this summer? Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> oh, Nick, oh, Nick loved it too. I mean, we went and we were just singing along to all the songs. And that's the thing, right? Everybody yeah. in the it's audience the is singing along you. to like every song. And we came along at the right time because we're the youth movement. Because Susan, I mean, Susan was eight years old when she had hits with these peers. Right, right. You know? And even I was seventeen, so that means. You know, the guys in the association and the Buffalo Springfield, they're all in their mid-twenties. Well, that's today is a right. big difference, you know? Right, right, so right. So now, we're the young ones. Yes, That's yes. so cute. We come in peppy and bouncy. Yeah, we're, I'm the same age as Susan. Yeah, okay. See, she's, she's amazing. Yeah. She's the youngest girl on the tour. She's, is I think is there she's, another girl on the tour? No, no she's not, not in the group, in the bands. There's the merch girl, you know, we have her and Chuck has a girl out there with him, Amy, but... But no, it's it's an amazing tour. We come in, you know, the young kids, you the hippie tour. I go, yeah, we're the hippie tour. We'll we'll, we'll take that. You know? Yeah, somebody was saying that on Facebook. It's today. great. And then you'll hear an old timer tell that kid, you just stay and watch this show tonight and listen because they know <laughs> what's coming. And, and listen that, to these songs. And that's yeah. the thing is that when I went and saw you at the Canyon Club last year, I was one of the youngest people in the audience. That doesn't happen anymore. Oh yeah, no, I felt very young. Yeah, like, the yeah, audience we, is us. Yeah, so people <laughs> made comments about Nick being there, and they were like, "Yeah, you're too young to be here." Yes, that's right. Yes, when yes. there were kids there, but what's interesting, what I noticed at the Canyon Club was that even like the teenagers knew all the words to all the songs because oh, of yeah. YouTube, because of the internet, because of Dumb and Dumber, because of any kind of <laughs> thing that spikes what you did 
you know, I was doing a gig at the Beverly Hills Hotel with the cover band, and I walked in, this young girl says, Bob Council. I go, you're too young to know that. <laughs> and she, all she said was, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, now her story wow. later was she saw the movie Dumb and Dumber. They used the rain, the park, and other things in it. She liked the song, and what did she do? She Google Google does. We have heard the sentence. Oh, we found you on the internet in a meet and greet. Right. We found you on the internet, and they're in our meet and greet with all of the oldie goldies that we draw. And once in a while, some kid will come up and, and just just thought we were great on the internet because there's a lot of YouTube's. It's all there. Yeah, it's all. It's, on. it's all there. It's all. So now, um, I'm jumping all over the place, but how come Paul in the band now? I know Paul joined the band, but when I was first a fan of the band, Paul was not in the band. Right. Why was Paul not in the band originally? Well, Paul and Susan were in the band for Rain the Park and other things. Susan's oh, not all right. in Susan, Park. Right. Susan she came, came along, after too. but she came along right after. But well, Paul wasn't there. Yeah, right he was after. there for We Can Fly. Just before We Can Fly, which is the next release, he's in. Are you kidding? We did all those sessions together. Yeah, you know, he's there. not on my posters. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not. Paul's not on my and posters. The funny thing about Paul is that before the Rain the Park and uh -huh. other things, when we had our band, right? Paul was our, we called him our soul brother. Now, he's a great singer today. He has, <laughs> and he would put a white suit on and come out and sing Mickey's Monkey. You know, lumdi lumdi lie hi or whatever it was, and get the crowd going. And then, you know, look, we're old, and we can't remember why different configurations of right. the band came and went. Mm -hmm. Okay, but after Rain the Park, everyone was in except my twin brother, and that's a its own story. But everyone was in. It's for an old we story, but fly, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, for We Can Fly Forward, man, everyone's in this party, okay? Okay, so <laughs> I don't know why I'm not remembering, and I watched today. Look at the We Can Fly album, I, second album. I, I watched, and I, ha I, yeah, I, I, I still have it. I remember I today I watched, because I was talking to George Shapiro, who is Carl Reiner's manager, Jerry Seinfeld's manager, oh, Carl's yeah, nephew, yeah. and I was watching that <laughs> that show, the the bizarre, something, the, the wonderful, bizarre, uh, the wonderful pizzazz show it was called. Oh, the wonderful that. world of pizzazz. The, the TV world. special we did hair on, yes, <laughs> you yes. You did hair, and Carl yes. introduced you, and he's wearing He did. Thing. And didn't he get you guys to like dress up in costume? Was it Carl's idea? It was his, look, this guy's okay. funny, man. He's great, Carl. I mean, we've seen him a couple of times, and every time, we thank him for having us do hair. He looks at it, because he's old now, he goes, you know, every time you guys, you're all grown up and beautiful, but every time you tell me that story, I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was him, and, okay, and so it was what, his special. What, so what happened? What? Well, we were, we were just off the road with Indian Lake the summer of 68, that tour. Okay. And we moved to Santa Monica that autumn so of 68. And at somebody his, I know. Oh, Butch Patrick was saying that he went to school with with Oh yeah, Barry we, we and started Susan. meeting people. Butch Patrick mm -hmm. and another guy. Yeah, because he was great. Eddie Munster, right? Yeah. Hi, Butch. Yo, Butch. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? So, what, Carl. Got, so, oh, Carl. So, Indian Lake. So we get in the mail yes. in our house in Santa Monica this mm -hmm. package from Carl Reiner or Lee Mendelson Productions, but and and he's saying in this, look, we're inviting you on this TV special. Take this song um, from this album, this title song called Hair, we'd never heard of it. It was totally Carl's idea That's for what we're you told. guys yeah. to cover this is from him. hair. Yeah, he doesn't remember, but he's 94 or something, whatever, Six. God bless him, 96. 96. Wow. Carl, you don't have to remember anything, all right? <laughs> He's, anyway, he's, he's yes, written, this was from there. written three books this year. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, it's a big deal, Carl. And, and we'll remind you. I, I wish I'd have saved everything that was sent to our house. Oh, but anyway, right, right. Yeah. we listened to this song, of course, and we're teenagers. We think we get a kick out of it. We think it's great. You know, I so said, let's go. And so we booked two days uh, in, in the studio. In, on, in Mix Magazine this month is, is an article on the, the recording of hair. 
So it's very interesting, very technical though. But anyway, so two days we blow through that studio and we got air by the end of the two days because we got to lip sync it on a TV show. That's the only assignment and that's what we did. So you're only learning it to lip sync it we for the show. We learned it, got it, whipped it up into shape, got two days in the studio, recorded it, came out of there with a mix of it and sent it to the TV show people. As, you know, did, you, did you ask at the time, Carl, why he picked that song? Did you ever know why no. he picked that song? It was explained that they're doing a show. Okay. The focus was fashion of the 60s. Uh -huh. They're going to put us in some wigs and some outfits. We're going to have a really good time, is all he said. And that sounded like a really good time. <laughs> That's what And it said. didn't freak you out that you were going to be wearing wigs and stuff? No, no, no. We're good. We're yeah. rock and rollers. I mean, yeah. and, we, and look, we've had hit, we have hit records. We have tours. We have successful tours. We're successful. Right. At the arrival of this. Yes. So when we record it, we record it with confidence. It sounds good. And but at the end, we did think me and Bill thought, you know, this thing sounds really good, you know. And we sent it to MGM, but we're coming. Was it? Off. Did it end up being like your biggest hit? Yes. Yes. And our last. And we came. <laughs> we're, but we were coming off Indian Lake, right? You know. And we send this to MGM, and there, and that long intro. Come on. They would. I can see them listening, going, they think radio is kind of. <laughs> but you know, but unbeknownst to them and oh. us and everybody. We're doing that, and the Fifth Dimension are over here doing Aquarius, and the Three Dark Knight are doing Easy to Be Hard, and Oliver's doing Good Morning Star Sign, and it's all going to meet in the top ten. But no one knows that now. This is months and months later. How, a year long, later. how long had the show? I saw it on Broadway when it first came out. How long had the show been out when you guys were? It had this? just opened, I think. Oh, oh, brand new. I, th okay. I think it was new. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's September of '68. So okay. look it up. Okay. So anyway, but Not, did it hit our radar? We just came off a three-month tour of one-nighters. It didn't. Hit, none of this hair hit our radar anyway. Even okay. if it was out, we don't. Well, know it was what, just Broadway. Broadway's little. It's a Broadway thing. Yeah, we yeah. don't know what's going on, but the, right. the song's kind of. It's kind of a tricky, fun song, and so we counseled it up and and we sent it to MGM and they didn't like it. But then I guess they got wind of the special. Maybe I don't know. And they somehow were coordinating the release of hair, and the special comes out. And then in May, so we recorded it. We got the thing from Carl in September. We recorded right. it in October. In May, it's it's going to be number one. In May. Okay. How much after the show? Did they know as soon as that show went on that they, they have to release it? I think they released it in conjunction with it. Oh before. wow! I do. So they knew as soon as they. Yeah, they did. It. I think they did. Uh, I think MGM got on board. I, this is months later, so maybe. Right. We didn't, maybe they said, well, they don't have anything else. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, wait a minute. So the show didn't air when you no, did it? No, the special was in March. Oh, okay. So you shot it. It sat around for a we while. We shot it. We recorded here in like whatever, October. I think in January we did the TV show in San Francisco. And then, of course, who knows? I don't know what the air date is. So Specials now, when were you, a big when deal you, back when you then. did it on the special, yeah. did Carl realize what he had started? Did he, at oh, that no, time? no, no, not even us. No no, 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 none of us know anything. No. It's a hoot what we're doing. All right. But we're going to release it. And if that show was in March, so they put it out, we knew it was coming out, but it wasn't hit till May, my two months later, three months later. So. Well, that's not a very long time. You, well, yeah, fuck, you have is. to give us a taste of air. You well, have to give us a taste of air. Yeah, yeah. Here's MGM. She asks him why. Now, I picture MGM executive sitting around the desk. <laughs> why I'm a hairy guy. I mean, we've lost him already. <laughs> I'm hairy noon and nighty night
Well, for MGM, because I'm trying to get on MGM's side on this issue, because they take a bad rap. Well, like wait, but you're saying that you lost them, but meanwhile, they put it out in conjunction no, with the No, they put so it they out. Knew. I'm talking about when they first got it from us. Okay. They're hearing a long intro. Yeah. They're hearing, they don't know any, probably know anything about any of this phenomenon that's going to come. The, and number and two, they don't there's, the show, there's yeah. a third verse about my hair like Jesus wore it that we took out because it would have really freaked them out. Uh -huh. And there's the whole Star, Star Spangled Banner, Oh Say Can You See part right. that makes fun of the national anthem. So I can see MGM at that meeting going, this is an absolute, <laughs> no, this is a nightmare way to have it. And, and Armed Forces Radio did ban it because of did that. Did they really? Because of the Oh Say Can You See part. Right. It was unpatriotic. I'm okay with that. And, and, and look at all, you are getting so much love. I, I don't, it looks like it, bubbles it, coming out of the water. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's love and it's, it's, you're, getting, you're getting okay. so much love. Everybody's, everybody's that, loving you. That's digital love? Okay, <laughs> that's great. Dig, that's yeah. digital love. That's, that's a good song title. Hey, will someone write digital love, please? Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm I trying give it to you. You don't have to put I'm, me down as cold. I'm right trying to, to, to read the comments to see. Christina, are you on the iPad? Can you tell us if anybody has a question for Bob? Uh, so let's hear the end of They're just loving Bob. They're loving No, but they're saying stuff. But well, I, I don't uh, want to sit and read Kenny it. Kenny Barnett saying, uh, look at all the obsessed, House House obsessed fans. fans. I know. There's You're a lot of obsessed. Laughing at your remarks. <laughs> um, if, any, if, if, any, if anybody has a question, let us know. Okay, okay so, no so, so they first hear it. They don't know what's going on. How, how much later from the time you sent it to them to, did you know they're going to release it? Five months. So five months they sat on it. And five months they sat on it. Okay. Yeah. And so maybe the phenomenon of it, because I think they probably got wind of other things going on, and they because all this stuff happened at the same time on the charts, and I also think did did the fifth dimension and 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 three did all of that happen at the exact same time? Yes, they were all on the charts at the same time. Which one popped down? Which one dropped first? Aquarius was the biggie. Yeah, let the sun shine in. It's two yeah. songs in one, and right. then all that. And hair, hair is fighting its way. Look, we always had to fight our way. He was like, well, how was the competition back then? I said, you didn't look at the competition. And they go, why? Because they were the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and the, everybody else that you weren't. You know, you're trying to... All right, I have, now I have to stop and I have to ask you another question. Right. Because um, when Will Lee was here last week, we were talking to Will. Will said that the Beatles changed his life. And I know yes. you're a Beatles star. So, tell, so Will and I were talking about where we were. I, I imagine you remember where you were when the Beatles were on Ed Sullivan. Oh, I knew that. Okay, Before so, that. I mean. so, you knew the Beatles before? No, no, I mean, knew of them, of course, because we have a band. And if you're 14 years old and you're 13, you're 13 and 14 and 15, yeah. there's a, these, this is the age where you're a sponge. And, and we have our band. Wait, what, what story? I thought the Beatles were what propelled you to become a band. What, what no. was the first thing? No, no, no. God, no. we've been at it for oh, years oh. by the time the Beatles come along. Okay, so who, who has a guitar in their hand to start? Well... Okay, so I'll tell you real quick. Our okay. dad came home yeah. from a Navy trip overseas when uh, I was seven years old and Bill was eight. Okay. And he showed up with two guitars that had four strings on them. And they weren't even <laughs> Those little plastics. Really guitar. Not, not, no, no, these are real guitars. They got them overseas. I don't know how he got them, but okay. four strings. And he had a friend, Jack Johnson, who was a Navy buddy, and Jack showed us some chords. And so with a four-string guitar, you could play a G chord with one finger, you could play a C chord with two. Wow. So for a seven, eight-year-old, you could pick that up. And you know how if you do something young, it's better to start young. So is the and was the neck a normal size? Not a problem. Neck? I don't know. I can't remember that. Wow. But all I remember okay. is we, we, we took to these guitars. Now look, there's there's a lot of us in the family, we're the two that took to the guitars, you know. To is your family with. a singing family already? No. Like, no, you're not sitting around. No, 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 no. There's nothing on the radar. No, okay. no. 
where a Catholic family was six boys and one girl. Okay. All right, so seven and eight. So we do this guitar thing. Now, I'll just jump ahead. By the time I'm 11, okay. so eight, nine, 10, I've been playing three years. Bill's been playing three years. We you, got you're our, playing as a duo? As a duo. And are you playing, playing out? No, no, no. We're playing just so, in the house. Just with kids who are like you're, 10. And, and what, what songs are you playing? We're when playing you're... Rock and Roll and Ocean and uh, The Wayward Wind. Um, you're not going to know. But anyway. I like that song. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. You know it. <laughs> okay. And and things our mom would show us. Okay. Know. And uh, was she singing around the house with you guys? Yeah, but not not really mm. a, a lot at all. This is just something we picked up on. And Bill had the uncanny ability to sing "Where the Boys Are" by Connie Francis because oh, we had choir nice. and we wow. were in choir. We we were in choir, Catholic well, choirs, our whole life. Right. From the early grades on. All of you. Uh, uh, me, Bill, Paul, I think Richard, uh, in and out all the time. But in the young St. Joseph grammar school days, Catholic choir singing Latin harmony was wow. Yeah, it's really spectacular. Wow. So, um, so we get our first gig in Newport, Rhode Island, singing for Newport Women's Luncheon Club, for me and Bill. And when he was, I think he was twelve and I was eleven, maybe younger. But anyway, we did it and I got ten bucks, which was a lot of money. And you had a whole set. Oh yeah, we sang Ricky Nelson. By that time, we got some Everly Brothers, some Ricky Nelson, some. Uh, and so you you already baby have your blue B B A B Y B B L U E. And you already have your harm because you would. We're two part harmony, totally two part harmonizers. We totally got into that. I mean, at first we had an instrumental band. Did uh, you have, oh like the Ventures kind yeah, exactly. of stuff? Exactly, you know, get the Islanders and you get the Ventures. You know. So now, did you have to? Did you? How did you learn how to? Did you just know how to harmonize or yeah, we or we were we were watching. The Osmonds on Andy Williams. We were watching Sing Along with Mitch, the McGuire Sisters, the Lennon Sisters on Lawrence Welk, mm -hmm. um, all of these singers on television, because TV was all you yes, had. Right. But, but you, you couldn't tape it, you just you just saw it. You know? Right, right. So we got into that by listening to those people, and to do two harmonies was easy. We went in the studio the first time, not no, the Beatles single. Okay. Um, so yeah. so that, we evolved from that, the two of us, into uh, folk music. We're Who Nanny people. So, we're like, what kind of? Who Nannies. We're doing Peter Paul America. We're doing oh, all the folk okay. music, the Kingston okay. Trio, you name it. We do it. Scotch and Soda, If I Had My Way, If I Had a Hammer, all Peter of them. Paul Lemon yeah, Tree, yeah, yeah, Peter yeah, Paul yeah. Okay. And we are folk singers, and we are playing Who Nanny after Who Nanny after Who Nanny. When I'm like uh, 12. Now, are you doing that because that's the music you're loving at the time? Yeah, man. We, okay, you're our loving. friends were doing it. It's okay. like folk music. And we're in Newport, Rhode Island, the folk festival. Man, right. that summer was a big deal. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, we got on our bikes just to drive to the Newport airport to hide in the bushes to watch Peter, Paul, and Mary come off Aww. the airplane. It's that big a deal. Okay, so they're all coming to town every summer in Newport. And you're singing on the beach, and you're picking up on all these harmonies, and it's all wonderful, you know. Mm -hmm. And so the hootenays, and you got red and white striped shirt, or a blue and white striped shirt, depending on that. And we did USO shows. Mamas and the Papas. No, no, they're That's not. That's later. Right. They're, they're later. later. Okay, later. they're later. This is folk music. This the, is early '60s. It's all come, this '62. Yeah, the Beatles yeah. are coming, but we're not getting. They're not on our radar yet. Okay. <clears throat> Until I want to hold your hand, which I think is '64. But they were there before that because we saw them before that. Um, Jack Parr show, he had him first before it sold him. Is that so? Yeah, they did. You can't do that. Yeah. And it's just hey, there's these guys from England, you know, making Thank making you. noise. You know, <laughs> I got wow. something to say. Yeah. So song. he had him first. Uh huh. And uh, boy, you know, and then the records. So now you weren't going to see him. So really. now wait, when, so you saw them on Jack Parr? Yeah. 
Okay, so now as soon as you see them, like it was a pretty big deal, but not it was gonna get bigger when. Well, of course, when, that song. But. Well, because you can't do that. It's a good song, but th these other songs were coming. The records were coming. Now, right. who are they? Let's get the records. It's all about the records. Okay, okay. so you got to get the records because mm -hmm. you're not gonna be able to do anything unless you get those records. So, but what they did was they 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 took us away from the hoot nannies and the folk music, and they. And we had a drummer. Barry was our first drummer, so it was Barry on drums oh, wow. and me and Bill. Okay, so now how was that? How did it? How did we that figured happen? You need a we, we need a drummer. Yeah, you gotta have a drummer. Got we didn't know drummer. what the bass was. And there's no bass, right? We what was him if there's no bass? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so so we kind of have a drummer, uh, and things are happening. You're talking '63, '64. A lot of musical things are coming at you now. The Beatles are coming at you, and they win. So okay, so where are you guys when when they're on Ed Sullivan? Are you all watching? Well, family? I'll get to that. But okay. before that, we're okay. done with the butch wax. The hair okay. comes down. We need a bass player. We got to force them now because they're forcing. Okay. We heard they wrote their songs. We start writing songs. We heard anything we heard about. Oh, can them. you do a taste of of the one that that, that your first song that you wrote? Right, very well. Yeah. That that was. Um, <laughs> Know if this is the first one we ever wrote it might be no there were others before this well sing but, this one then uh, you got some imagination and a wild inclination you don't live for me but against me always trying to repent me but you don't go about first release ever once we got signed to a label right but that didn't happen yet okay so but we're writing stuff like that you know it's like i really like, like that it's a good song yeah, for that's, young a, that's a good song what we found out was everything we decided to do we could but and if you're young you're not you're not getting all into that you're just doing it you know oh, this is we can write you're not censoring yourself you just go you're just doing it yes because they do it we bought vox amplifiers drums <laughs> crutch guitars we changed everything this is before ed sullivan yeah because ed sullivan was gonna be a you very guys were big way deal. ahead of your time that because you were so we got aware the records of them. because of the records how did you get the records before yeah, ed sullivan i mean i got introducing the beatles but it wasn't until no 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 we could pull in w-i-n-s from new york with murray the k who was kind of uh, that, that's what i listened to murray okay the k, well yeah. we could get that guy in newport rhode island okay and he was kind of the fifth he was mr beetle to us he kept you informed remember djs were very important back then very they're important. your front line yes so yes, this yes. guy's out on the front line uh -huh. and we're buying these records and, and we have a band so we're trying to learn these songs that's what you do and so we, you just have to live because you can't record you there's have to nothing listen to see there's no internet there's no google they okay. haven't been on ed sullivan three sundays in a row yet they got a black and white jack parr appearance is going to tell you nothing so so you listen to the records and you learn the songs and, you, and what the beatles did was gave bands like ours who were ready and at that right uh -huh. age material so you can get work you can play in a club now so we're learning beatles songs now now the ed sullivan shows are coming so we canceled the three CYO meetings every Sunday night we were going to for three. We canceled three of those. And in those days, you you are seated at 8 o'clock. You're not going to tape it. You've got to be there. That's right. Right. And you're going to get one pass 
So you gotta really pay attention. So here they come, you gotta go through the elephant acts and the twirly plates. You gotta go through everything on Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan was a variety show. Are so, your parents watching with you? Uh, I don't know. Okay, but all the kids? We are focused. Okay. Yeah, right okay. there. Okay. And so, uh, and they're gonna do, on three appearances, we think they did 12 songs, you can't remember, because they're on the first half and the second. Right. So, so you had a, a real look at yeah. this group. And if you're a band, and you, you just learn so much from watching them. Finally, do it, like, because you got the records. How are they doing this? So you know? what? Is, okay, so what was the difference between listening to the record and watching them do it? What did you learn? We by learned how to take four it? pieces. Okay. Of, we learned how to take the bass, the drum, and the two guitars, and you're learning how to arrange them into cohesiveness. You're learning how to wrap them in a song, and and, and learn how to. This is what you do with the bass. This is what you do. To, I mean, we're just soaking up the gear the songs, the instruments, and we're hearing good songwriting, okay? I mean, you're not sitting going, oh, this is great songwriting, but you're taking in excellent <laughs> right, right. songwriting. Right, and right. And that's gonna be your template. You're off to a good start. If now, is Barry, town, if Barry's already on bass by this time. He's John's, on bass, and, yeah, and, we moved John to- And John's like two. How old is John? He's seven. He's seven, Yeah, he's okay. seven, but he took the drums very quick, and Barry mm -hmm. took the bass very quick, and again, you know, once it's solved, you move on. You don't okay. rest on laurels. You know, gee, you're very good for a young kid. You know, this is like, there's no one else on the island. You pull from within. You, right, you pull, right. You need musicians, you, you pull from your family. So we could do that, we were fortunate. And so, uh, we got the foursome going, and like I say, man, we learned everything. And look, we had to go through our dad, what's with the hair, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, the, the so you guys threat. all had the mop tops? Oh man, we, we put it down immediately. <laughs> we copied everything. We still occasionally- Did you have beetle boots? Uh, I don't think we had those, beetle Because those boots. were a little pricey back in yeah, the day. Yeah, no, I don't think we had that, but, yeah. but to this day we're breaking English accents. And, I mean, they just had a <laughs> profound, and so what you do, see, that they were a great example for groups like ours at the time because mm -hmm. once we took what they taught us to do, mm -hmm. which is how to play songs, you know, and you filter, and now you're going to start writing, and your roots are going to start coming out, you know. And so the Beatles were big, important roots for so all of us. What's the can you remember like <coughs> an early song that you guys wrote that was influenced perhaps by the Beatles? Oh God, it all was. Well, like a, an I, early one. I didn't one. bring anything, but. Um, yeah, Can you play, play something? Oh, something that, that we can hear that a Beatles is. It was influence. something, um. to be a good live band. That was our first thing. And so we go. And where are you playing out when at this point? We're not playing at all. We're in our living room in New in Indian Avenue in Middletown figuring this stuff out. Okay. There's no we're gonna start performing uh real soon because we've got Beatles songs. And and not only Wait, Beatles what were you called when you were a duo? Uh just Bill and Billy and Bob Castle Brothers. Oh, okay, and then when you became a force, the Castle Brothers. The Castle Brothers. Yes. Okay. And then just the Castles. Okay. And uh, so, is your father happy about this at this no, point? He's or no, he's oblivious. He's, he doesn't know okay. anything. And they, your everyone, mother? What is your mother? Uh, oblivious. Oblivious. I think their uh, position in the beginning was we were interested in something. Thank God. You know. <laughs> How are you guys doing in school all 
this is going on. Well, I mean, you got seven kids. There's a big bell curve on that. <laughs> I mean, you know. How are you doing in this I'm school? doing fine. You're doing fine. But I'm the guy that figured out if you get a good report card, you're going to have a good day. Oh. So, so I thought, well, Oh, I can do that. <laughs> you know, that was simple for me. But others, it wasn't so simple. But anyway. Yeah. But uh, so we start getting really good. And this is when parents are starting to pay attention. Okay. We're doing the hoot nannies. That's cool. But now oh, no. So now you're playing out and doing hoot well, nannies. No, no. We did that. We're done with that. That's oh. just me and Bill. And oh. I think they just viewed that as something. God, thank God. Oh. Doing it. But okay. once it's the four of us, mm -hmm. uh, we got to work at a club called Dorian's in Newport. I don't know how they pulled it off underage clearly but it's a rough and tumble navy club and oh wow serve oh, yeah. alcohol oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah okay and they got permission but back okay. in those days you know guys it was looser it was just mm. loosey-goosey it wasn't so rigid now but and it was also 18 was the legal it was everything was different then. well no this is rhode island you couldn't oh, even play oh. rock and roll on sundays we went to the folk music on sundays but anyway oh, that's a different wow. but this club you know wow uh, friday and saturday was the Navy base was there, man, the Officers Candidate School. We get emails today on our website from people who were at those gigs. And I remember you from the days in Newport. I, I, I sat with somebody at Fox and Hounds who had been at one of your, like, crazy like when that. you were little yeah. kids. Yes. It's a lot of fun because of the internet brought us all back together where we could share things now. But, wow. Um, yeah. So we play this club. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, we're very good. We can do the Beatles. We got a knack for it. Oh, you so know. you're doing you're doing you're doing Beatles. We're doing three sets a night of Beatle covers. Well, and by this time we're doing the Birds. We're doing them all. Man. Right. We got right. it all now. We got. Are you, you are you sneaking in any of your original stuff? No, no. God, no. No one wants to hear that. <laughs> Look, we're very young. So so we play, and, and this guy from the Today Show comes in and oh. sees us. Okay. Just on in a lark. 1964 on a lark. Okay. And he's in the audience and. So we find ourselves on the Today Show doing 20 minutes of cover tunes in 1964. That was the footage we could never find. Oh. Yeah, it's not there. We would have loved it. <coughs> so Who's the host of the Today Show? It was Barbara Walters and Hugh Downs. Oh my God. Were. Yeah, that's who the hosts were. And so they gave us 20 minutes because, God, look at these brothers. <laughs> you know? And from that... Okay, so now you're on the Today Show. Yeah. National show. Yeah. Everybody's mom is watching the Today Show. Yeah. Does your life change? Yes. Okay, how, how does your life change? Because Johnny Nash is watching the Today Show. Johnny Nash is going to have a hit record. I can see clearly. Mm, he's gonna have, that's in his future. But right now, yeah. he's the guy that sings the theme song on the Hercules cartoon. Hercules, when we're baking. <laughs> which we knew that song. Yeah. Yeah. And we knew the singer. because. Yeah. Because we always thought, it's like Johnny Cash, but it's Johnny Nash. So you remember things while you remember something. Johnny Nash calls. And we enter uh, what we refer to as, as our black New York City days. Because Johnny Nash is coming at us, and we signed with our first label in 1964. Which so was? 14, Joda. Johnny and Dan, Joda. Mm -hmm. So Johnny Nash has a label. It's a black label. It's a black company. Mm -hmm. We step in. We sign with him. We have writers, we have musicians, everybody's black but us. No, wait, by this time, your parents are clearly involved. They're involved, now yeah, you're they're doing, running the now whole Now you're thing. doing business, yeah. Yeah, now we're yeah. going to go try and yeah. make it. Okay. So we signed with Joda. We put out that All I Really Want to Be Is Me. They, the black part of it okay. fails. Meaning, uh, and I, we just found, a couple of years ago, we mm -hmm. just found, we did find the very first 19 songs we ever recorded when I was 14. 
and Barry, and whatever our ages were at the time in the studio. And it is amazing. And you, are you going to release them? Well, we have them. I mean, yeah, I, I mean. I, you, you got you got them. Oh, no, they're them. amazing. And oh, my God. We were, at the time, we were into Jimmy Reed, who no one's going to know about. But I we, know who Jimmy Reed is. Yeah. I'm surprised. <laughs> Why? Because Jimmy wanna... Reed's never mentioned, ever. But anyway, we got hit to him. Yeah. And and he wrote these great songs. We we recorded four of them in these 19 of Jimmy Reed's covered. Oh, right so now these 19 are any of them? There's some of them are yours. Oh, yeah, some yeah, we yeah, wrote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's hilarious that. And by then we're writing. But if you hear them, oh, we're going to be the Beach Boys here. Oh, we're going to be the Beatles over uh -huh. here. And, um, <laughs> and, we're gonna, and I'm doing all the harmonies with one voice because Barry and John don't sing yet. They don't no, I'm sing 14. yet. This is 1964. If I'm 14, John's seven or eight of Barry's night they're not singing yet okay but they're playing like great okay Whoa, oh I that. didn't realize okay <coughs> yeah everything's one harmony so and, and two harmony okay. we are a two harmony group I got it everything's two harmony so Even when you Jimmy did the Reed Today stuff. Show your two voices no the Today uh, Show you're confusing we're, me because the Today Show was cover tunes we did Reach Out we just did Beatles songs we probably did Beatles songs we did cover tunes we right we weren't seriously writing anything at the time okay okay you know i mean it, we were but our we timeline's getting a little confused so I'm well getting it. yeah the today show leads to the first recording contract and and, and we wrote that and okay. other songs and we did have other songs ready okay so so he sees us on the today show johnny nash signs us we got oh. our first label our first release and it tanks so we get dropped uh and the whole experiment was unbelievable for us as artists okay and talk about the school experience because there was a little I, I seem to recall a story about how you kind of had a, a this big kind of boost of, of attention when you were on the Today Show yeah and then you have a song that's on the radio no no it got on the radio once and, and it was a great story because okay go ahead well because we have this release when you're 14 in the 10th grade and you have a release coming out, you go to school and you tell everybody. This is the story. Okay, this is what? the story I'm talking about that I remember. Well, you okay. go and tell everybody that you have a record. And what's the song that's on the radio, the first the first one? Well, it's all I really want to be is me is going to be played. Okay. But it's not on the radio because okay. it, it, it flopped. <laughs> but one you night, tell a flop from it one had a play. moment. Yeah. So, so we... <laughs> We released this record, and you tell everybody, of course, everyone's excited, and you think you, think you have a hit record, mm -hmm. but you thought you were gonna think that of every release, you just didn't know it yet, because that was just your first one. So, so we and WPRO, God bless them, is our local pop station in, in Providence, and they set up a thing where they, they're gonna play our song against another newcomer, and that's the contest, you probably heard uh. that, but, but they're gonna, and the, and the fans, the listeners vote, which song is going to make it? Okay, so they play our song, and then they play the the competitor song, the other new song that was out, and ours wins by a landslide. I oh, mean, there you we, go. We killed it, but all our relatives are there. <laughs> we know why. It, we know why it won that night. But then the other song that it beat was "Sounds of Silence" by Simon and Garfunkel. So wow. Simon and Garfunkel are coming out with that song. We hear theirs, and we go. That's a nice song, but what's with the Garfunkel? You know, we don't know what. We're just guys, you know. I'm like 14, Garfunkel? And Bill Garfunkel, Paul Garfunkel. What's that, you know? And we're creaming them with our song, you know. We're feeling real strong for one day, you know. Anyway, uh, anyway, it didn't do well, and, and uh, we got dropped from, from that late. So you go to school, and you're having a big hit, and then and then oh. the, the experience, and so what happens when it's not? So it just isn't, no one says anything. Because we're going to get signed again. 
in the 11th grade. Okay. So, so that's our first yes that didn't work out. So we get a second yes from Shelby Singleton and Mercury Phillips. And so they sign us. And we- it, Is it still two voices? Uh, no, 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 we, we're gonna do something now. Okay. Yeah. So we signed with Phillips Mercury, and now we're gonna have everyone sing, meaning you know, the four of us. And so we, we uh, record this song, Most of All, and- uh, Can you, we, Oh yeah, I love this Most song. Most of All is nice. I love this song. I mean, song. it could have been, uh, yeah. I'm gonna miss the schoolhouse on the hill. fun to record because we song. walked into the studio and we didn't play on that we were very young oh but the one of the guitarists sitting out there was um Burton. so you were using the james wrecking crew kind of thing not well james burton yeah but this, nothing was not wrecking the crew back then just right. studio musicians uh -huh. and, but james burton was ricky nelson's guitar player and we knew that because we watched the nelsons the ozzy and mary show because at the end of the show ricky sang a song all the time right with, with the band right so we go in to record most of all, and we look in the studio, and there is Ricky Nelson. We don't know his name. Right. Ricky Nelson's guitar player, and we're just like, that's oh. all we can deal with mentally. Is that, <laughs> my God, it's him. Wow. Very famous looking. But he became a famous guitarist later. James Burton is who that was. But mm -hmm. anyway, so we have most of all. <sighs> most of all makes it to 112 in Billboard. Before. I, I, I don't even understand why it didn't go because it's hard to make it. Yeah. So it goes to 112. Would, would they promote? Were they doing anything to promote you guys? I, I assume they were. We mm -hmm. were performing. You know, you, you do what you do. Because you would think just the fact that you were brothers would have. Well, that's what's getting us <laughs> attention. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. But the hits, you know, it's very difficult mm -hmm. to have a hit. I mean, most of the groups back then had four or five. All, most of them, other than you know, Beach Boys, Eagles. It, Anyway, we're not to get yeah, sidetracked yeah. there, but so we have most of all 112, okay. not good. Okay. So, but they give us another shot. We put out Party Girl. It's called. Totally didn't do anything. I think we put out Most Peculiar Man, a Paul Simon song. Oh. Okay. Oh, I, I love that song. I think yeah, we we went in and recorded that because we who we met at by the way who mm -hmm. we met at. Mercury Phillips, Phyllis Mercury was already cornfield. He was a staff producer. I think he was 22, maybe he was 20, I don't know. But um, he would, we were assigned to him, the four brothers, and he, he has a good story about that day we were assigned to him. He was not a happy guy. No, because like, <laughs> what are you talking about? So anyway, but once we meet and we mm -hmm. work together, look, he came to Rhode Island and spent a summer with, with us, teaching us wow. harmony. And, wow. And he, yeah, and he, uh, so Phillips drops us, mm -hmm. and he is not happy, Artie. So he quits Phillips Mercury also. Wow. Because of that. True. Wow. So he and his writing That's partner. That's loyal guy. Yes. Because he, he, by that time, we, we had met our George Martin. I, we were all very young. Look, Artie was young, but does. He's the adult in the room. But right. Come on, we're all young. Right. And, and so we found him, you know. 
And so he, and you guys recognize that we did. Mm -hmm. We wanted to work with Artie, mm -hmm. and so Artie quit with us when we got dropped. And he and Steve Dubal absolutely sat down and wrote the Ring of Power and other things for us. And then Artie took us into the studio, and we recorded that thing just like you hear with Jimmy was just like you did all on, without a label, all on his own. Get out of here! Yeah, he did that. And tell why it's not called the Flower Girl. Oh well, that's because once we got. Because it originally was called The Flower Girl, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It yeah. was going to be that. But later on, Scott McKenzie was going to come out with a record at the same time we did. The If you're going to San Francisco, be sure to wear some flowers in your hair. And we're going to have flowers. So Martin Esser, the president of MGM, calls Artie. Hey, we got this flower in your hair issue. <laughs> and on the spot, I guess he, he said on the spot, he just called the rain in the park and other things. Okay, goodbye. You know, that was wow. the end of that. And, and we're going, now, when we get the song, it's the rain in the park. Okay. Um, or maybe it's the flower girl. But I think it, you told yeah, me it was yeah, the flower girl. When it girl. becomes the rain in the park, yeah. things, we're going, that's crazy. No one's going to remember that name of, the, of that song. We felt that was a negative. But what do we know? We're flop artists. We got, <laughs> we're, we're, we're heading into our third label. Okay, you know? so what's tell, tell, tell everybody... So you're in school while all of this is going sure. on. You're still in school. Sure. So now you've had this these surges and then it doesn't work. So how is that affecting you socially in, in the world? Well, I, high school was very important to me and I have friends today from high school. That's and high weird. school was the place to be Yeah. for me. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't wait to get there, couldn't wait to stay there. I, every, my life was there, my friends were there, everything was there at high school. So were you like heroes because you were having um, these? We looked like we were doing stuff, but you know, then you fail, and then you then you got signed again, but then you failed a second time, and then you're not really saying much at school at all. <laughs> it's the truth. You're not saying much at all. We recorded Rain Park on these with the four of us, and then after we were done in the studio with that song, then they took it to MGM. No, first they put our mother in the group. Right there. Okay, so now how does that happen, and what is the reaction? We think that happens. Guys? We think that happens because of, of uh, dad, and maybe input from our manager, but we're pretty sure it had to be dad. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was going to be the kiss of death for this group because we're teenage guys, and nobody. And it sounds it's a nice story today, and and it actually worked out, you know. Yeah. It certainly did. But at the time, for those of you who don't know anybody out there, the Partridge family is based on these guys, the Castles. That is why there is a Partridge family. That's why there's a mother in the band and a sister. Okay. So mom's in the band, and they take it to MGM, and we're about to sign our third recording. Okay, contract. but wait a minute. Mom's not really singing, as I recall. A certain brother is singing well, mom's right. part. Well, now because she's in the band and we're going to get signed. Yes. She has to be on the Ray the Park and other things. So we go back into the studio, and she has to sing the melody is a very high part in the chorus. I love the flower girl. And then, oh, I don't know. I love the flower. So she's doing all the I love the flower girls, but she's not comfortable. She's very scared, and this is not her cup of tea at all. Mm. And we were, weren't even at live performing yet, which is really not her cup of tea. <laughs> but we're in the studio, so I had to stand behind her and sing that with her. So on the record, you hear the two of us doing that high melody. That's my mom and me doing that. You hear both. Okay, I, I have to stop you for a minute. You, you have to play just a little bit of the song. Well, you can't. You can't not play. It's not a good singing song. I don't know when you did it in the living room. I saw her sitting in the rain. Raindrops falling on her. She didn't seem to care. She sat there and smiled at me. 
flowers, flowers in her hair, flowers everywhere. I love the flower girl. Is the part I just talked about. So. Oh my God! I can't. Every time so, I hear that, it kills me. It's okay. a good record. It it's really a is a good record. record. So we had three yeses before we had a hit. And I say that because we were very fortunate. Usually people get no's, 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 you get the one yes, that's the good one. Right. And that and if you, that doesn't work out, you don't get two yeses and three. And that just doesn't happen. Right. I think we were very young. We were very impress, impressionable live, mm -hmm. and, and even today. So that's always been the case, that live, we, we uh, had been just performing since we were just very, very young, you know? So it just becomes real comfortable to right. perform live. You love it up there, and that's where you—that's where no one messes with you. You know, you're on stage and saying, you know, I think we control this part of this whole circus. You know, <laughs> is it the feeling you get. So you love live, you love touring. We still do. We still do. The Happy Together tour is just like tour. It's, it's how touring should have been when we were kids. See, when we toured, yeah, our dad had a, a very real fear that. Anybody with all these sons, we got to keep the girls away. Got to keep the girls in trouble. <laughs> girls in trouble. Girls, someone's gonna take it down, you know. Yeah. So they they put a ring around us, man. No one could penetrate. Wow. So Somebody told road, me a story just, about just being in a car with John at a gig somehow for a half hour. Somehow he snuck away. You see how unique it is that that even that's an isolated event. This yeah, remote, you know. So it, you just didn't. You just did your show, went to bed. And, and you did it again. and But it's not like we were complaining out there. I mean, I wasn't even interested in girls. We'd been doing music since seven and eight-year-olds, right through Hootenanny's. Okay, Beatles, that's really interesting, because most guys who got into rock and roll, the Beatles and all that, did that to meet girls, but that was no, never no, your intention. No, because, me, because we, had to, we had to do the work. We had to write the songs, produce the records, do the, mm -hmm. uh, the live show. I mean, you're very busy. Yeah. You're very busy. And you started so young. And you started young, so, you know, we had, I, just, the irony of the high school thing is I graduated uh, June of 67 and the Rain in the Park and other things was a hit the following September. So <laughs> I know that and you didn't I'm, get to have that high school. Uh, we had it later. <laughs> we had it later. Uh, I mean those people. So we're, we're, oh, good. Yeah. we're good. We're good. But um, so we got mom on and MGM took the package and we had a million seller hit record just like that after three or four flops two labels at that point it's not that you're not excited. Um, you realize this feels a little different, but you've been through it twice, okay? Not to say at 17 you're, you're a veteran, but yeah, you kind of are. So, so you see what's happening, but you're a little realistic about it now, you know, and you say, okay, and it was gonna get crazy, so it's good you were realistic. So, because after that first hit, it was gonna go topsy-turvy right through the whole career. And so, it, it was good. I think we had a lot of preparation, and once that thing hit, man, we hit the road, basically what we did and we stayed on tour and so what what kind of what kind of shows are you doing at that point in your career we did a college mm -hmm. tour mm -hmm. called all colleges at the time because they were very you know they, they weren't the crazy places they are today but that they, they loved these songs and these groups and this whole 60s and the british invasion all of it right it's big on college campuses absolutely songs are important we're all listening to the same radio station all watching the same tv show Everyone's bonding over the same songs, and if you like Led Zeppelin, just hang in. Your song will be up, and if you like the Castles, you'll be up two songs after Led Zeppelin. We can all do this, and we did. Right. We did, and it bonded 
all of us, very wow. importantly. So we get Rain the Park, and we're off and running, man. It, it was a, it was amazing to have a hit record to hear, to hear yourself. Do you remember where you were the first time you heard really? it on the radio? I, I only remember all I really want to be is me, because that was the first time I ever heard us on the radio. And, and where now, were you after when all, that I heard most of all at a party, not mm -hmm. on the radio, but most of all I heard on the radio. Mm -hmm. That's true. Rain the Park and other things. I, I'm most like I was probably in New York. We were living there at the time. Um, but I can't remember the first time for that one. So it was probably an old home moment. So too. the first time you heard yourself on the radio. Well, that was, yes, that was the WPR. You're li okay, so. Oh, my God. Where are you? What are you doing? Uh, we're at home, huddled around a radio. Oh, you here. know that it's going to be on. Yeah, we oh, know it's coming oh, up. Oh, okay. It's called Rate That Record. It was some oh, sound right, that they had. Right, right. We had heard it before without us. You know, we knew what was going on. Right, right. And, and, and they said, well, we'll put yours in there. And you go, Whoa, that's big time, big time, man. It's like, and then you hear it and you go, oh my God, I'll never forget it. But after that, you know, you hear most of all, and I'm sure I heard it, because mm -hmm. WMCA did it in New York for a while. And mm -hmm. then uh, Ray in the Park, I know, of course, but I can't remember. You remember, I think, that very first one. Yeah, that's yeah. the moment. Yeah, and the by the time the rain the park and other things, he's got to have had four flops. <laughs> you know, yeah, so I'm not going to think on. anything. When you're driving in the car, then it became awesome. And and you hear yourself on oh, the yeah. radio. That when, has when to it just become, be crazy. Well, here's what was great: when you go on the road, which mm -hmm. we did, of course. Mm -hmm. What's a real special moment is hearing it not on your radio station. Okay, hearing it in Illinois. Right. Hearing it in Kentucky, yeah. in Texas, in right. California, you go, holy mackerel, <laughs> that's what gets you. Yeah, yeah. Is, and, and seeing kids at your show. Mouthing in, all the words, right? In a right? state you've never been to, <laughs> that kind of thing. Because we're small, small time Newport, Rhode Island, it's in right. Indian town. Right. You know, we came out of there like, huh? Like the Clampets, you know. <laughs> we're here, <laughs> you know. And so that is amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's very special. To and this now, day, that would be special. Absolutely. Because yeah. the constant playing of it, watching it go up the charts. Oh. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. And then when it hits, and it's like... It's, it's amazing. You know, and hair only... It, back then, it was Billboard, Castbox, and Record. Mm -hmm. You had three magazines. Mm -hmm. Now, Billboard's the template. So, it only got to number two in Billboard. So, that's how it's written up all the time. <laughs> and, and, but look, we didn't expect it to get... I think the number one... Uh, at 67, I think it was Let It Be, or one of the Beatles songs. It's like, you're not going to top the Beatles. But if you're number two right under them, it's like, good enough. Yeah, hell yeah. Those are our boys. Taught us everything, you know. Look at, look at us. Right next to them up there. Look at and that. you have to know that the Beatles knew who you were because you were right. Well, we heard one time that our one of our publicists was talking to McCartney and mm -hmm. he referenced that. I think they were aware. We're finding out today, like most people were. Uh, yeah. Aware other groups too, your peers that you thought were laughing at you, thought you were actually pretty cool. But back then, you're just circling each other. No one's touring together at all. Right. You're following each other on the road. You're there before them, or they're after them. Or right. we get in a dressing room. Oh, there's a note from Mrs. Osmond. The Osmonds were here last <laughs> week. Oh, hello, councils. That kind of stuff is happening. Oh, really? Oh, sure. Oh, sweet. That's how you. I mean, just sort of got wind of each other back in those yeah, days. Yeah. So Everyone's the Os busy. so the Osmonds and and the Jackson Five. So there's the three of you all kind of got that action going on. Well, they on. came after us. The Jackson Five aren't around uh, in the late 69. Yeah, okay, 69 they arrived. Okay. And, and uh, you know, I Want You Back was just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that kid can sing. And, and the Osmonds were, I think, 71. But, uh, you know, we had a history with the Osmonds because they wanted to do what we want, what we've been doing. Okay. And they wanted to get off the Andy Williams show. Mm -hmm. And so... Bill, they wanted to be a band. Yeah, and be a band. Mm -hmm. And they will they will tell you that they crossed paths with us in uh, 1970. 
and actually recorded a song Bill and I wrote and tried to make it with that. Make, like you can, if you YouTube make the music flow by the Osmonds, you'll see what they were trying to do at the time. Now, One Bad Apple's coming, but they're trying to figure out what are wow. we gonna do, what are we gonna do? So they do make the music flow, they did it on the Andrew Williams show so you can see them perform it. Good pop record, good can you, job. Can you play us a little without I don't know that song? Oh, no, no, you wouldn't know. It, okay. They released it in Japan, I think. It's just off our one of our albums, but it's... neither I don't even know it anymore. Okay. But um, they wanted to get poppy and get off Andy Williams. You know? uh -huh. That was their first attempt. And Bill oh. actually produced that in the studio. Oh, wow. And we went into the studio with them and recorded that and kind of convinced them, you can write, you can... You can play your own stuff, you know, you can be a band, that kind of thing. And then, uh, and then when, one, when One Bad Apple came out, we, we realized what their decision was. They, they went, the, we called it the Jackson 5 route, because mm -hmm. that was more Jackson 5 and not yeah. Carlson. So, which was cool, mm -hmm. mission accomplished. Austin's got on the charts, you know, and, and that was a good thing, a mm -hmm. very good thing. A great family, great family. We have a few questions. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, Catherine wants to know if you're going to be back on the Happy Together Tour in 2019. We are on our fifth consecutive summer on the Happy Together Tour this coming summer. The answer is yes. Yeah, right. The other new groups will be Classics 4, who have never been on it before. Oh, Stormy. You know. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, and they had uh, Spooky. Spooky, spooky oh, and Stormy yeah. are fabulous. <laughs> anyway, they're on, and, uh -huh. and Chuck's back. Chuck Negron, of course. Great, Turtles, so yeah, we're on again. Super. We're happy to be asked back. Happy you, to be happy. You have to, to be asked. You, you don't, oh, oh, you can't you assume. Not, because they well, change you, you out every summer. With, I know Mickey Dolan's you did it for a few years. Yeah, we didn't do it with him, but okay, we've stayed. Now, we broke the as model. As soon as you came in. As soon as we came in, they kept us. Now, usually it's every other year. Oh, really? Yeah, there's two. Last year, they were gone. Gar uh, association are not on this summer. Uh -huh. and, uh, Gary Puckett. Else. No, Gary Puckett's coming back too. Okay. Mm -hmm. He was killing it last summer, mm -hmm. killing it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, and whatever. And anyway, look, it's it's thirty-five hit records. There's your concert. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, yeah, that's pretty crazy. It's pretty amazing. Done uh, by originals and sounding like the records. So is Howard coming back? Is he better? Uh, he's better. He's improving. We Skype him all the time on Howard. the on the tour, you know. And mm -hmm. he is a rock. He's just he's a rock. So I say yes. Others say. He's gonna get feeling like you know. I think this thing can go on without me now, and I think I'll be okay. <laughs> so other people are saying that. Recently. Okay, <laughs> right, so but but I know what it's like. Come on, you know? Howard. But I've seen Howard when we're skyping him from the tour, you know. And, and, he kind of wins something. You know, it's a it's a he can get melancholy. Why wouldn't it? You know, we're yeah. out there without him for the first time. Absolutely. So we'll see. I say yes, and he might even say no. But I, even if he said no to me, I'd say I'd change him. Um, but we'll see. Uh, when, when the when the castles are playing and singing, we are all fifty years younger. <laughs> well, and I so love are we. That. Yes, and that's the secret of that tour. Actually, it, all of us are like that. We, do, do when you, I, I sit and I'll stand to the side of the show and I'll watch Chuck Negron the saying, If I start thinking Three Dog Night memories and where I was here and where I was then back in seventy one or seventy two, half of this guy's song is blown right by me. I didn't even hear it. Really? That's what happens with this wow. show. Because your mind starts going into memory lane, and then you That's come back true. and, oh, we're in the third verse now. That's <laughs> interesting. You know, you got to watch that stuff. Wait, um, what year did You've Got a Way to Make Me Smile release? Oh, You've Got a Way to Make Me Smile. That was uh, during the cocaine drain days, <laughs> just after the cocaine drain 
Oh, that sounds funny, doesn't it? It does. Well, what the, do you mean the cocaine well, drain? You in the late seventies, in the late seventies, yeah. we have a piece of work called the Cocaine Drain album, and there's a story of that. In the late eighties, we had Global, and now we're going to go back in for. We're late for the nineties, but we're going back in. We don't record a lot. But what we write is good, and it's not a whole bunch of stuff, but it seems to be good stuff. It's good stuff. So you've got a way to make me smile. It's never seen the light of day. We did it in the Bill Benefit concert, and we actually, the re-recording of it there is better than the original recording. But that was written and recorded originally in the uh, early 80s or late 70s, that song. Okay, there you go. There's an answer to that. It's a good so, song. So now, when you go on the Happy Together tour, you cannot do your acapella versions, I'm guessing, because... Not allowed. Because you have to do it like the hits, You have right? to do your hits, and you have to do them like the recordings, or you're not going on the Happy Together tour. And that's the rule. Because these oh. people don't want to hear your latest great original, okay? <laughs> and I don't blame them. They're yeah. there to hear hair or, yeah. or you know. So, so we, but I'm assuming you guys are going to take the acapella stuff and you're going to go out and do it. We can't perform that acapella. Here's what we're doing. Oh, That's impossible. Oh, there's so many. Oh, here's what oh. we're doing. We're having vocal, we're having uh, lead sheets, they're called, or whatever these copyright people do that write the music. Okay. That you can read. Okay. So we're going to have charts made of the a cappella music we do. Okay. All the vocal parts will be charted. And what you do, there's a whole world out there, mm -hmm. a cappella world, and you send them to choirs, schools, oh. colleges, and they will pull it out and say, let's perform this one. And they'll learn it and perform but, but it. But you guys are never going to perform it? No, that's not, that's not true. Because, okay, so how do you... Because we have this music. So let's say we're coming to New York and we're going to do Oh, so you bring it up for Maybe you say, tonight there's going to be an a cappella performance of the Rain in the Park Conference <coughs> and we right. have our music and we hire the local singers and we do it. I love That's that. That's how we do it. I love so, that. So no, it's not that we're never going to do it. We won't routinely do it. I it's see. impossible. We created yeah. something we can't do. <laughs> But other, other, lots of people could do, you know, because that. But, but I want to be there when you guys pick that that random night. That well, you're gonna that go would be a gonna... special night to have a. That would be incredible, and that that will happen. And I really can't tell you. And it. that really needs to be. Shot I would say live. in two years, maybe. That really needs to, like that, that needs yeah. to be recorded, and, and uh, I think it would be a big deal. Uh, that sounds like a that. really big deal. This is only one reason to add that to a show, but so. It, that's a really big deal. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back in time. So, so now you've had the rain in the park and other things. Um, the, your mom's in the band. How does Susan get in? What 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 happens? What what makes Susan get in the band? I I, I don't know specifically. Uh, Is I'm it your father's more idea? More interested in Paul. Uh, oh, oh I, yeah. I'm sure. I'm does sure. Does Paul come first? Paul, I don't know. Everyone comes, I think, together. We're, we're at a rehearsal. All I know is we're at the rehearsal studio in yeah. New York, mm -hmm. and and we got Paul. We got we're full Monty. We're full Monty. We got everybody now. We got all the vocal stack. We got the stack we need. Okay. And, and so, and I'm sure Dad put Susan in. I mean, what are you going to do with her? I mean, Mom's going to go on the road. <laughs> well, what? Bring her on the road, I guess. We'll put her in the band. And she, look, you had to be. She happens to have the most extraordinary voice. Well, and at seven, you have to be genetically, you have to pass the test. Oh, and what's the test? Can you sing? Yeah. So how did you? Well, well, she could sing. It's and easy. was she given harmonies? Right? Was she singing? She was singing harmony, right? Yeah, she's yeah. in the high, yeah. up in the stack there. Mm -hmm. And then in the show, you know, you give her these cute songs, and she and could she's do them. She's doing the little dance. Yeah, she, you know, she was told to keep moving constantly, apparently, because <laughs> she never stops. And she's doing great. And uh, it became. Let's just say we left Jimmy Reed, way, <laughs> way behind. <laughs> Because at the time he was 
he was our influence. We were harmonica player, you know, mm. kind of thing. And, and the whole folk music is gone. Your folk your music was gone. Voice. We now we're pop music. Mm. But, you know, we had a different plan. But that's okay. It, the plan, the universe rules, as we know, sometimes harshly. So go back. Yeah. So going back to those days, is there like a gig that stands out as what? What, what were some of the like greatest venues, greatest well, gigs? The greatest gig happened before mm -hmm. uh, 1967 and 1966. Okay. And uh, for some reason, I don't know how they did it. We got booked on a on a show with the Beach Boys. In 66, the Beach Boys, Stevie Wonder, the McCoys, the Birds with David Crosby and his brown cape. And all, and uh, wow. I'm sure somebody else at Yankee Stadium. I know people. Oh, stop. No, I'm, it's called Sound Blast 66, and it took place. Was it shot? No, Is there, not wow. in those days. No yeah. one had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that'd be amazing. Oh. But we're sitting there like, what are we doing here? Are you the openers? <coughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we're early, early in the show. Yeah. In fact, on the poster, Beast Boys, Stevie Wonder, McCoy, the cow sills, and it says dash who with a question mark. Oh no! Yeah, because no one's gonna know us. <laughs> I think my dad knew the promoter. Anyhow, anyhow we're in. So we get there that day, and all me and Paul care about is we're gonna be at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. And we're in the dugout, and just sitting there going, this is unbelievable. So they have this great show and there are the birds and like we're just like jaw jaw on the ground type of show for us like, and what are you what are you performing there cover tunes that's all we have to do is got beatles help you want to hear help we'll sing help it sounds just like them you know and and that's the thing about for those of you who don't know who didn't get to the the, the fox and hound bob whenever bob sings a cover you sound exactly like whoever well, we you're got, singing we have a a DNA ability you do to maneuver our voices you so do. you're not getting four hours of just me uh, but we did that show is a big deal wow. for us uh, and I think did it, you did you get respect from any of the other did you get to meet Stevie Wonder God, did you no. no they didn't look our way no we heard all we heard after the show is that the Beach Boys had lit a fire in one of the locker rooms and we just thought this is <laughs> rock and roll man we want in <laughs> But, but I think we're on Phyllis Mercury at the time, so we do have a label. Okay. All right, we okay. have a label, mm -hmm. and we might even have most of all out there. I just can't remember. You're legit. Yeah, okay. we're legit, and mm -hmm. we're holding our own. We can perform. We can perform with anyone. You know that we do know. So even you then. you had all those hours in the living. Room. I mean, you had hours together that other bands didn't have. Yes, yeah, so we yeah. rehearsed all the time. <laughs> we we're trying to figure out chords, and figuring out how to play these songs from the radio, because mm -hmm. that's all you had. You weren't. You only saw a band if they came to your town, which no one came to Newport, or you saw them on television, which was a variety show, which was very selective about who they let on. Right. So the chances of you seeing what you need to see to do what you need to do mm -hmm. is is not good back then. Mm -hmm. So it's the records. I'm telling you, just yeah. you just sit and you listen and you copy it. You sit and you li you try and copy it, and and then uh, you know you just do. You just keep trial and error. And then uh, you get better and better and better. But it was a slow process back then. I think bands today are probably in the pocket pretty quick in you terms think? of what to do. You know, yeah. Back then it was even. There, there's so many ways. It to, was to the heyday. Right, and back then this was the beginning of great music to us right. anyway. I mean, I know Elvis in the, the 50s. I got that, but I miss them, so I start here. Right. And so this is the beginning of amazing songs and groups and all of them, the British groups and ours, the moms and papas, the birds, all of them, 
you know, we take note, we love them all, and we, and we emulate every one of them. And if you do that, eventually you have a sound. Well, and people you, here, you they, go, they can tell your roots, yeah. you know, but you have a sound. You, the castles it, definitely have. Because once we added the sibling harmonies and the, the, the sound of our family was going to come out eventually with the Rainer Park and other things. Mm -hmm. We were working it up to them. Right. And you can follow it. You can hear it. It's very interesting. So actually. now, uh, yeah, I'm, the, the evolution of the castles for from two group. voices to four. Yeah. It's to all four. Did, did John and Barry start singing at the same time? Uh, I can't remember, probably. Uh, right on the same. So it's yeah. from two to four to five to six to, to seven. seven. To all, yeah. To every, everybody. So now, as the councils, all of you, what's at, where you guys are the, the, the featured act, what's the greatest gig? What, what are some of the greatest gigs that probably you Probably a, a, it was a, Either an expo, I, I just remember crowd sizes. Mm -hmm. There were 30,000 people in Montreal, and I'll never forget what that looked like. Oh, God. And playing out of these little sure columns. You know, the sound system's back there. I don't know what those people heard. <laughs> God bless them. It could have been too terrific, I don't think, but maybe it was, I don't know. But that was good, and, and there was nothing like a college audience. Mm -hmm. Those college audiences, they soaked all of this up but remember the music was very very important very important to all of us it was very important and not it's not as important today you can't be it's too fractured mm. but back then it was so cohesive it brought us all together this is critical all this stuff you know it's so important probably more important than it was i think it was but we came in 67 look the rain the park and other things is unoffensive it's happy it's a family and this comes out during the time of Racial unrest in the South, the Vietnam, Vietnam War. How did you get out of Vietnam? Because I was, uh, as a senior, mm -hmm. uh, that year, 1967, was the first year of the draft. Right. So, but your brother went. Well, he decided to go. He didn't oh. have to. Okay. But because what happened was we all got together, mm -hmm. meaning your class, your, right. class, your friends. Mm -hmm. And they put all of our birth dates in a, in a lottery barrel on television. Mm -hmm. And on television, started pulling them out. Mm -hmm. Wow. And zero. I uh, remember I, that day. Right. One through 120, we already knew you were going. Mm -hmm. And we got, my number was like 230 or something of the 365. Mm -hmm. Once I got past 120, you know, I'm not, I'm not worrying. Once I got way past it, I'm like, it's time to party. <laughs> <laughs> because we were military, military family. I would have right. gone, I think, you know, mm -hmm. but I would have been useless. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> uh, so thank God, you know. Uh, so I didn't have to go to Vietnam and stuck with the career, you know. And uh, and how did Bill not have to go? Did he have a high net? Well, uh, he no, he wasn't in that he was before, draft. Yeah. You know, he was the he his. It, I don't know about him. Mm. Uh, he wasn't there. It was about me and Richard. Uh -huh. Now I don't know whether I don't know why that was. Maybe okay. he was over with his own friends. <laughs> I don't know. Uh -huh. <laughs> Going through it, but no one had to go. So uh. we have a request. Yes. From Jack for Indian Lake, and he said, "Please." To sing it. Yes. Or talk about it. Sing it. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Give us a little taste. I give a little taste. Because, give us a little taste. You know, Indian Lake. I know you don't love Indian Lake. I know I it's think, not your favorite. Song. I think it's off on structure. It's got one verse. One verse, it's got one verse, you know. Will Lee says he has a similar story. Um, Will, write your story on here so we can tell what it is. Will, write us your story. I was talking to Bob about you before. Now, Indian Lake was a hit in 68 and in 71 in the country market. Okay. By, uh, 
the Ranger guy. Oh, Paul, uh, Mark... Uh, Weller. Uh, oh, no, not... Not Mark Lindsay. No, uh, the Raider guy. Who's the Raider He was guy? in the Paul Revere and the oh. Raiders. Oh, uh, I only know The Mark guy Lindsay. had Indian Lake. He oh. went out and had a solo career as a country western artist. Anyway. Uh, you take a bus mark Lakewood Drive And you keep on riding Till you're out of the city Of where the air is Even over the hill Or a honey love mama bear You take a left at the bridge Go down the Quaker Town Bridge Now in a minute there Indian Lake is a scene You should make with your little one Just keep it in mind If you're looking to find A place in the summer Freddie, oh, Freddie Weller, yeah, that's who did it, because we did a show with him later and backed him up on it. Oh, God. Oh, cool. You know, I, I know you don't love it, but you start playing it. No, it's it, okay, and it's and a good really recording. Yes, it's okay, it. it's a good yeah, song. It's, it's just, I'd have put in a second verse, maybe a bridge, I don't know. I'd have dumped the Indian sounds and the war moves. And <laughs> I'd have done something different, I guess. But uh, we, we had to do what we had to do. This was going to be yeah. recorded no matter what, so. Okay, so, so... So you're having, so you've had, uh, So We Can Fly is the second album. We Can Fly is the second album. That is released and goes to number 14. Uh, not good uh, for, from MGM's position. This is not a million seller at all. Oh. So um, there's a problem. Artie has been dismissed oh. uh, before We Can Fly. Mm -hmm. um, he, he, all he did was really just because me and Bill are young, you know, and we're mm -hmm. writing, and he, he said, look, there's some pot over there, and blah, 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 and then, but we're young, we don't know what it is hardly, but he said, okay, thank you. Well, Dad got wind of that, oh. that he had said that. Oh. So this million-dollar team of Jimmy Wisner and Artie Cornfield and Brooks Arthur, who engineered the Rain Park, this team that was together, oh. got blown up by our Over dad. some marijuana. Just mentioning it. But, wow. but dad, look, this is him and this he's gonna take this whole thing down because of this. I mean, it went up because of this too. My way of the highway, you can get to some place doing that. Mm -hmm. But to stay up there, well anyway. So so Artie gets fired for that. Mm -hmm. And we had already started the We Can Fly album. Mm -hmm. And they're spinning this thing on us like, uh, we're not gonna work with Brooks Arthur anymore. We're gonna work with Roy Sakal. And Roy's telling us, this isn't you, this version of We Can Fly, this isn't you. They're, they're, they're just justifying what happened, I'm pretty sure, okay. in retrospect. Mm -hmm. So this is now given to me and Bill. Mm -hmm. So we're going to produce We Can Fly. And we do. And it's a, it's a good record. It's a, mm -hmm. uh, it goes to 14. And uh, they try to put out another song from that album, In Need of a Friend, that kind of tanks at number 50. And the We Can Fly thing is over. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we need a hit. So now they bring in West Farrell and Indian Lake. And 
by bringing in, I mean, all of a sudden we're meeting Wes Farrell and he's got this Tony Romeo guy and, and Indian Lake and oh my God, you know, that thing. And so we're going into the studio, but Tony also wrote Poor Baby. And that's coming I was just going to ask you, when, when did Poor Baby happen? After. Okay. See, so Indian Lake is a big hit mm -hmm. and, and Poor Baby is going to be the follow-up. And it doesn't become a big hit. It becomes a West Coast regional hit. It's better than Indian Lake. In our How come I know all the words to it? I was on the East Coast. Well, I mean, look, poor baby. I don't know where it charted. I know it. I, I mean, if it charted even in, into the 50, I half the country. Well, I guess I knew it from your album. I had your albums, so. No, that wasn't on was It wasn't on an album? No. I must have had a single. It must yeah. have been a single. Yeah. And, and if you're following the group, you know about I, the release. If you have, please play a little Poor Baby. Oh, yeah, this, this was one of my favorite songs of yours. Poor Baby, something always bringing you down. If you look for it, baby, so much unhappiness all around. So that good is vocals. It's good yes, vocals. It's Dropping the track out at the end was a good idea. It's a good record. It, we what thought happened it, with that one? Well, we thought it was going to be bigger than Indian Lake. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It just didn't do it. I don't know. I, I don't have answers to why something wasn't a hit. I think if that got released at a different time, I, that had to be like a timing thing because it's a great it song. It sounded great on the radio. I, I don't know. But uh, so that's the West. Now, now West Barrel. It's never going to work with Wes, so from oh. the start it was going to not last, okay? I mean, Because? Just, it just... Didn't feel right? Yeah, we just didn't hit it off with Wes. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's kind of, he was kind of, look, I loved him, and Tony, great guy, but he was very New York. I don't know how to describe it, but the, the jewelry and the suits and the very New York, you know, very New York. Uh, and, and very, uh, just something. Slick? Anyway. Very slick, slick uh, but a nice guy, mm -hmm. I think. I, I didn't really know him that well, but mm -hmm. Tony seemed like a really good guy. We met his family. And, but it wasn't going to work artistically. Art, a eh? Artistically, okay. this was not going to fly anymore. Okay. Two okay. records was going to be it, because this is going to be a revolution in the group. you know. So no Tony, mm -hmm. and no Wes. Mm -hmm. Now, I think in the meantime, we're doing like Love American style, do a TV theme show. We do... A movie theme for the impossible years a David Niven movie. We're busy. We're yeah. touring um, Wait, you gotta do You gotta do a couple bars of Love American style. Everybody's got to oh. hear that because that's so oh. Cal Sills You know, it's funny you say that because we think it was we can fly rewritten uh, Really? Uh, yeah, it's the same Is it? Chord, same bridge instrumental, key huh. change, same uh, you know bum, bum, bum. It's just the same. Anyway, uh, uh, not a star spangled night, my love. You can't rest your head on my shoulder by the dawn's early light, my love. I will defend your right to. I'll defend your 
I think Just it's natural that. for most people uh, to balance any harshness they might be having in their life with something like that. Mm -hmm. And if so, if your tool is music and your tool is like this band and this this whole thing, like this is like wow, you can bury it yourself in that. Because you guys really didn't do like sad ballads or anything, did oh, you? Oh yeah, yeah, we got. Well, no, not really. Not really. Yeah, I need a friend's kind of. A whiny song, but <laughs> it's a good song. But no, no, our album stuff we could get very serious, and later in life we, we made good records and long past releasing them and thinking anything's a hit. We just would record like we're doing this year because we have songs, and you should record songs if you wrote songs. God, I'd hate to be a song unrecorded. So, okay, so how about some of Where are my clothes? How about some of those recorded songs that haven't been released? Is are you gonna is can you well, look, push them out there? Well, you know, it's hard to go there because your ego has to allow you to go to, oh, you've gotten to a point in your life where people might buy a box set of your career music. Hell yeah. Right. So box sets are very expensive mm -hmm. and they're, uh, I don't think we've, we're not done yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I do believe that we'll do enough uh, in the rest of the time we have mm -hmm. to warrant that. So, and then that's just going to be a huge undertaking because there's there's the first recordings, there's individual recordings, there's individual records, Barry made, Bill made, mm. there's Global, there's Cooking Dream, there's this, there's that, there's all kinds of songs, there's a ton of them. Wow. But, you know, I mean, it's not like you're Frank Sinatra and someone's going to drop 450 bucks for your box set. But, you know, you, you want to have an attitude like, well, maybe we'll get there someday, but we're not there today. Okay. Yeah, not at all. But but we're not done. You're so not done. We're not done. Okay, so what 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 ahead? What what? Oh, you got the Happy Together tour, of course, and you've got this acapella thing. So you're going into the studio. Well, we have a lot of winter concerts now with mm -hmm. the band because the Happy Together tour is just the three of us. In the winter, it's our family band. So we have. Wait, in the winter, John joins you? No, no, he's a Beach Boy. We're, I know he's never, a Beach Boy. Oh no, we're you, never. John there. is. We're not pulling him out of the beach. Okay, I the guy travels the, the world I, all I got, year. Well, I got him at the Fox and Hounds. <laughs> you got him there. <laughs> got him the and he probably had more fun there than he had in a long time that yeah. night. Because that's fun stuff to play. Yeah. But, no. I mean, John, we will get in. For those of you who don't know, John is the drummer in the Beach Boys. Yeah, yeah. He's there. <laughs> and been that for 14 years. Yeah. And before that, he drummed for Janet Dean for eight years. This yeah. guy's a working drummer. But but he touches bass with us. We get him in on our stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. It's just he can't prioritize it, and that's right. fine because we've we've got a well-oiled live band. And who's who's cool. who's part of your who, who's part? Our of live band? band is Paul, Susan, and I are the the mm -hmm. three there, and then Paul's son Brendan on guitar, my son Ryan on keyboard, mm -hmm. Susan's husband Russ on drums, and then Mary is our bass player. She's uh, maybe an illegitimate child. Of she's the only but one who's she's, not, she's a not a family member yeah okay. so that's the family band and we've been touring a long time and we're very good and, and we're going to record that band and see what we sound like because i mean the cocaine dream band was that one that had these people in it, and the global band is and now we're this i mean you just change. so when you play 
as the family band, mm -hmm. you're doing new stuff, newer. We do cover tunes and, and some new stuff. We, and, and the old stuff. Yeah, right. yeah I of mean, you, the, do the old stuff. you only get like 75 minutes, you know, so you, um, you do the old stuff, you do some new things, you do cover tunes to clean their ears out, you know, like Bus Stop, and we used to do Monday, Monday, we retired that and replaced it with uh, You Were On My Mind by the Week Five. But, we, you know, we do really neat cover tunes. Mm -hmm. Because if you've only had four hits or five hits, I just heard Susan you got sing a cover minutes. that was unbelievable. Probably Don't Worry Baby or Just Her With Love. Or, to Sir I, with Love. Her cover of To Sir With Love. Oh yeah. my. Yeah, we put that in our show. That is un... Yeah. You guys, your version of that is... Her singing that, it's... She does a solo version. I don't know if you heard it with the group. I can't remember which version We've I We've only done it once with the group. Uh, so I must have heard so Susan we, doing it. So we played it. Friday in uh, New Jersey at the PNC Bank Center last Friday. Mm -hmm. So if you go to YouTube, Council's PNC, you know, Paul and Nancy, Council, yeah, PNC Bank Center... All you know, the audience they throw these YouTubes up of your show without right. permission. We got over that, but they're all up there. And to serve with love's up there. That's why I brought it. If you want to hear her sing it with the it's band, great. it's up there. So. I'd love to hear it with the band. I, I I have heard it. Must must have been when she oh, did it. Oh, it's great there. with the band. We just do the recording, you know. But it's pretty. It like the oh, it's pretty fantastic. People love that shit, that song. The audience. <laughs> yeah. Man, I love when they it's applaud. Great. When we do a cover tune, they applaud it. You feel like you had the hit. Yeah. <laughs> so Will Lee is saying. Um, that you guys are great. You killed a Happy Together tour. It was fun to meet you. Oh, girl, well, it's good to meet him then. <laughs> I can't see him because I can't see anybody. Um, so, um, okay, so I, I was telling you, Will, Will was here last week. Will's from um, the, the World's Most Dangerous Band from the CBS Orchestra with, with Paul mm -hmm. Schaefer. Will's been doing David Letterman for David Letterman. Paul's been to a couple of shows. Yeah, and yeah, so Will met together. you backstage also, Happy Together tour. I wonder if he's with yeah. Paul one night. Um, Will, were you with Paul when you met? Bob? I don't know. Yeah, I met him with a musical director, so whoever that guy was, tall guy. Will is tall. Will is blonde. Yeah, maybe. Bass yeah. player. He I was think bass player. Yes, I, okay. I think I met him. Yeah. I remember you, Will. I Now I know. <laughs> I'll show you a picture after. I can even see the food that was sitting there during that. I know this area where we met now. Okay. Oh, so it's all so. coming back to you now. Well, you he's very tall. It. He's very blonde. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so... So ahead, okay. So you're going into the studio. You're gonna. How many songs are you recording? We have acapella? ten acapella. We have done six. Okay. Well, count the Christmas Carol. We went nuts. <laughs> Let's do a Christmas Carol. Okay. Winter so Wonderland. it's not going to be out by Christmas. No, no, no. Winter Wonderland. It was just so we could do it. So just so you could. Do it. Yeah, but okay. we're gonna. We do Christmas songs in our show. Like in December at the Cutting Room, mm -hmm. and Sellersville will be there the next day. So when are you with Pennsylvania? Cutting December eighth at the cutting room December 9th in Sellersville and we'll bring Christmas songs there mm -hmm. you know yeah. we, that's a lot of fun mm -hmm. um, uh, so we have the acapella project we want to pursue more of because this is really a discovery for us because at our age it's not really you're not going to bump into too many new things and this is a really good artistic challenge that's fun to, to take on so we're going to do more of that and we actually are going to approach the Grammys next year about it and, and submit. Because it's acapella, we figure, well, you know, all we go, we'll go up against regular acapella groups, you know, or, or maybe, I don't What's know. What's the one I was asking Harry about before? Pentatonic. Yeah, right. Yeah, they've won Grammys, yeah. I'm mm -hmm. sure they have. Yes, they have. Because there's a whole world out there this, mm -hmm. that we'll stick our head in and we may be invited or asked to leave. We don't know yet. You I'm know. sure <laughs> we'll see. I'm sure you'll be invited. Um, so we have that mm -hmm. that we'll work on, but we're really interested. October 26th to November 4th is the first 
session of the sessions for okay. this year. So, and we have four songs, we have 10 songs that we've written ready to go. And we never planned on doing it, but we did the Pledge Music Campaign and when you get your Oh, money, so what you're going to do in October is not the acapella stuff, you're going no. in to do new stuff. Yeah, we got a lot going can on. Can you give us a little taste of something new? Oh, I, I can, maybe some choruses. Uh, okay. Uh, so Well, it's it's not political. It's unfortunately too relevant. Oh, but um, okay. we have uh, uh, well. explain you got to get up this is going to be a really good song tell and, us about it well oh, you're hearing it here first folks. Here's the this deal. hasn't even been recorded so yet. on you got to get up we're on the happy together tour mm -hmm. and howard kaylin he doesn't know he co-wrote this he's going to learn now howard howard would always uh tell them at the end of the show you know if you can stand you know for this last song you know you'll, you'll see something that he's trying to get him to stand up right and so we start I happy together. I people standing up. We start okay. happy together. Mm -hmm. He goes, but you got to get up. He said it every night. And we watched this every night. We said, yeah, that's a good line, but you got to get up. There's probably 20 songs called You Got to Get Up. But we're going to do 21. And uh, so we took that line from him. We're going to actually sample him in the recording. He doesn't. He knows none of this. He Howard, knows it now. Well, we're not going to steal your money. All right? Don't worry. You get paid. All right? But we wrote a song, and you're going to hear it. It's called You Gotta Get Out. Does he really not know about this yet? I don't yet? think he knows. Well, he does now. I'm so, telling him tonight. Yeah, in, in the tag, uh, we got a tag on it. And that's where we'll put it. But you gotta get out. Anyway, it's a really good song. Oh, and then there's uh, Largo Nights. Uh, Largo Nights. Nice, and then there's I was, I was telling my friends down the street that you were my baby, and they said that they'd sure like to meet you. Well, I told them maybe. So, could you lie and tell them you love me? That I am the only one for you. I am so excited. Okay, so how long is this process? So you go in October. Well, October. October 26th to November 4th is the first sessions. And okay. that's when we find out 
our rate of progress. How are we going to do this? We've never recorded this band. You, are, are you doing this without a label? You, you're doing this yourself? Oh, no, there's no label. You, we you, don't want a label. Okay, because then they this interfere. Is, we are only doing this because we should. Because it gives you pleasure. It, it's fun, and there's 10 songs that need to be recorded. Yeah. So we're not thinking anything beyond that. Seriously, okay. we don't look for a record. We don't want a record deal. You don't need a record deal. Mm -hmm. You can go right to your consumer and all that goes along with that part of the business that right. we're pursuing and digital downloads and all of it. So the label, look, we have a label, Universal Music Group. Okay. They administer all our old stuff. We had an eight-year lawsuit with them that got resolved three years ago. Oh. Well, because these people, they, they sell all this old stuff. We didn't know it was selling. You'd be amazed what we found out. What? Yeah. Because so, we weren't getting anything. So how did you find out? Because John found a lawyer in San Francisco who specializes in old royalty cases of groups like ours. But what made, what started him to look? Oh, how did you know there was oh, something going on? Well, for instance, because every time we were going in a record store, you'd see, oh, the summer hits of 1967. Oh, there's the part of it. Or you go, Dumb and Dumber, my daughter. Hey, Dad, your song's in a movie. It no, is. wait, wait. You did not know your song was going into Dumb and Dumber? I have to admit that. Darn it. Because I've been saying Jim Carrey's my friend all this time. <laughs> no, I gotta admit that I never met him. All right, yeah, no, they didn't ask us that, you know. Wow. They, they, but but we got credit at the end, the council, you know. So there you it was. You got credit and no money. Right. So, mm. so and there were a lot of compilations. So oh. the internet comes out, and then you start looking out on the internet, and you go, "Holy mother of God, they're selling off so." But your brain goes, mm -hmm. "What could it be selling?" Yeah, I mean, 1967. It's, it's the 90s now. It's the 2000s. Well, yeah. So you don't wrap your head around that it's selling anything. Because why would it be? So, but you, you start seeing, now I'm seeing Time Life music. Now we're seeing our name scroll by on television. You know, it's got this song, it's got this song, you know, those things. Holy and, and, and then I we can't see, believe the balls that they do I know. this. And they re-release, they start re-releasing our albums on CDs. During that day, all of this is happening without you right. being informed right. of any of it. Right. Well, I'm informed. I actually did liner notes from one of liner notes because I thought, well, you know, what am I going to do? I can't. I, Wait. So you're doing liner notes and you're not asking for any money? No, I'm doing liner notes to make sure that this is going out, whether I like it or not. Mm -hmm. And I'm used to that and people mm -hmm. doing that to us. Mm -hmm. And so I want to do the liner notes. And so make sure it's right. Make sure mm -hmm. it's right. And look, I'm going to support this. This is like marketing. You know, this is going out. You know. Right. So, but eventually, right, that stuff starts adding up. And I think it was really when the television ones started to appear and our songs were starting to. And so we thought, you know what? What do we know? So John found this guy, Stephen Amos Brown in Frisco, and he specializes in it. It took a long time. A long, they fight you tooth and nails. So, but we settled with him uh, for past transgressions mm -hmm. and got a good royalty rate for today and the future. So that's all settled. So, so did, did you get paid for everything past? We got, we got paid, we settled, we did mm -hmm. settle for mm -hmm. an amount to address the past. Okay. Uh, we were I'm really, sure you didn't get what you deserved. No, 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 but it was mm -hmm. fine, you know. Okay. And, but what was more important was that, because we weren't dead and we knew that. And we thought, and well, if we do anything, because we remember when The Graduate came out, mm -hmm. uh, everything Paul, Simon and our Garfunkel ever did was back on the charts. Anything they ever touched was back on the charts right. when the graduate came out. Right, right. I, I never forgot that. Right. So, uh, so anyway, so and, right. and, and so Universal was putting out 
these 20th century masters of, of our best of album and pretty soon it was like okay we need to get in on this because mm. we're going to be doing stuff in the future and we want in mm. what's the real driver mm -hmm. and to clean that house mm -hmm. so we cleaned it Took so you're protected moving forward we're, we're ready we're done but we're clean house we're the the castles no one owns a piece of us no one no one we are one clean machine in this town i'll tell you and we're going to keep it that way just by keeping control of everything not to the point where it's a negative, but... I like that a lot. We're, we're not okay, so either. so before we go, so coming up, you guys going in the studio with these 10 new songs, which you guys just heard a sample of probably some, maybe uh, the first... Some choruses. Oh, maybe the first it's been heard? Oh, yeah, no, no one's heard You, got, you guys just heard Well, maybe Nuclear first. Winner got out there. Cause okay, that, but there was a little that. bit more. And, uh, and then there's the Cutting Room. Um... Cutting Room, December 8th. Uh, November 7th, we'll be on Long Island inducting Artie Karnfeld into the Rock and Roll Long Island Hall of Fame. Isn't that... So it's did great. you guys stay connected all through oh, the years? Oh, sure. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, we did a documentary. We had a fine Artie. Oh, my God. Michael Solstice wanted to know um, if Artie was getting paid. If Artie was getting paid for what? What were you guys talking about? The, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame entry? No, no not this before. No, if if he's getting paid from the, all the back stuff, did he get did he get a settlement as well for the oh, stuff Artie that's getting? Oh, did. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure. I know he did actually because mm -hmm. of the publishing part of it, uh, because the beautiful bays was a song that uh, he, okay. we co-wrote with him, and they used it on an IKEA commercial, oh. and that's oh. what I discovered. Who owns the publishing on what here? <laughs> so, but Artie, I I think he's doing okay now. Artie's issue to, to us is more Woodstock, you know, and, and his role in Woodstock. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're a very brief moment in Artie's history. Mm -hmm. To us, it's compelling and huge. Mm -hmm. and, a, and, and he was just George Martin. He, I can't tell, say enough about him. But uh, in, in his history, we're one hit record mm -hmm. and one album. Mm -hmm. So think about that, you know. So he's done a lot more than just us. Mm -hmm. He's the man. Yeah, but it's really nice that, that uh, the loyalty that he had to you and that the loyalty you guys have with him. Because them. we hit it off as mm -hmm. co-artists, and he wasn't as old as I thought as a kid. You know, <laughs> it just seemed old. Now you're peers. You know, Isn't that funny? It's incredible. I know, it is amazing. It's wonderful. Okay, so, and when is the, um, when is the acapella stuff coming out? Uh, we're going to probably put the whole album out. Uh, it's going to have to come out before the middle of July next year. Okay. Uh, and when do you think the 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 ten songs? I can't stuff? answer that. Okay. Um, after the first ten days that we're doing October twenty sixth, we will have a real sense of Where, what yeah. kind of recording group we got here mm -hmm. and what it's going to take to do this. Okay. And uh, it will either be super fast or maybe slow. And there's some songs. There's this song Katrina that's going to take a little bit. It's going to be a bit of a lab work, I think. You know to do that one. Where these songs are just kind of singing when you record them. But Katrina's gonna have to be built. Ooh, that's yeah. interesting. Well, it's a way to do it. You just can't play Who it. wrote it? I did, I wrote it. It's about Barry's passing, is what it is. And it's, mm -hmm. and it's a first person account, and I think it's truly what happened. But anyway, it, it, it just has to be produced. I don't know how else to describe the approach to that one, but you just can't set up the band so we'll get to that one. 
Okay, so, so before we go, I just want to give a shout out to Rick Smolke um, of Quick Impressions of Chicago. If you need anything printed, he is the man. He Isn't this fabulous? Look at the quality he, he, of this. Yes, he made that, and he made all this other stuff for you me. You can have a tissue box. And, and, and he's, he's amazing, and, and you know, I just found out that he did some work for somebody who's a fan of the show, for Barbara Raw. Her book is coming out, and he did some work for her, and he's giving her a surprise beyond the beyond and that's what he does for this friends is of the quality. Show. that's what he does for friends of the show he does he's going to surprise you if you go and you tell him you're a friend of the show uh you can't do better than the deal he's going to give you and my hairdresser nicole venables of the ruby begonia salon and the name of her hairspray is fuck off and that's because i love her desperately and dearly and um i changed that name <laughs> so 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 I, I i'm putting you on the spot now but would you maybe take us out with a little taste of katrina could you do that oh katrina because oh. now um and, and we'll see you next week next week we're going to be back with actress beth grant she's amazing i was born in 54 on a category four came to carol came ashore I've been there before, my stomach on the floor, I could hear that ocean roll. And it goes into the town. from that version, so I can't even um, imagine what that's going to be about. You know, he was born in 54, and the odd thing was with Barry, is that first verse says it, is that he was born, he was, she was pregnant with Barry when, when Carol came on shore at Newport, Rhode Island. We had a hurricane back then. No so this guy comes in with a hurricane and goes out with a hurricane, which I thought was very compelling. Yeah, wow. I know, it's amazing, literally. In the womb when Carol hit. Wow. So that's why it says, so, so I've been there before through her stomach on the floor. I could hear that ocean roar. So wow. it's like hurricanes weren't new to him. Because people go, why did you stay? Why did you stay? Well, because I was leaving Thursday instead of Monday is why I stayed. And no, no one knew the God storm was heading in, you know. So, you know, that's just how it rolled. So we did write Katrina. We have it ready. Wow. I'm, I, I can't wait to hear all of this. This is, uh, personally, for those of you out there who are our age, I was a little girl in Pelham Parkway in Bronx, New York, and these guys were all over my wall, and I was listening to you every day, and to, to have come to know you and get to hear you, it's making, to sit in my living room and have you sing to us, and um it's wild because when she was in the bronx we were right over there at 888 8th avenue in new york city pulling this off oh, yeah. god and but um Bob, thank you so much thank it is, you it is always amazing to have you here anytime and um and thank you i adore you thank you look it's all about the barcode <laughs> bob cowsill the cowsills look for all of this look new for us music. a lot going on happy together tour we'll see you out there <laughs>